Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Joe McCall here coming at you live. And uh, you might be listening to this on a podcast or watching it later on YouTube. So what's going on? On this video, I want to go in and actually just make an offer. I thought it'd be cool to uh, pull up a property, do a little analysis, look at some comps, estimate repairs, figure out some uh, what I could buy it for, what I could sell it for, and let's just make an offer. What do you say? So if you are watching me right now, Type. I want you to type in into the comments. I got a. Yeah, what's going on there? I got a. I want you to type in the comments, kind of where you are. Maybe give me a city, give me a property that you're looking at, give me an address. And while you are getting on here, I just wanted to tell you about something I'm going to be showing you here in a second. It's a free automated offer calculator, and it's called Partner with Joe. Calculator is called Automated Offer Pro. And in this calculator, I'm going to show you. I'm going to actually use it. But you can get the free version for free at Partner with Joe. And on there, I'm also going to show you how you can get the pro version for just seven bucks. Partner with Joe is a new 30-day program that I created, which is going to um, show you how to get to your first deal in the easiest, fastest way possible. All right. Which is kind of what we're all about. You want to do deals. You want to make money in the easiest, fastest way possible. You want to make cash, more cash flow, less overwhelm. Let's keep it simple. I'm going to show you in this video how to make simple offers. We got somebody right here. Joe Murphy already is Detroit, Michigan. I like Detroit. Somebody else, give me a city or give me an address. Let's look at it and uh, I'll analyze the deal. We got DJ from says here, Bloomington, Illinois. All right, cool. We'll look at that in a minute. But I want to walk through this automated offer pro calculator. I'm, this isn't scripted at all. I'm either going to look pretty cool or going to look pretty ugly with egg on my face. Let's just go for it. I was sitting downstairs, farting around on my iPad, looking at the news. And I thought, dang it, I just let's just get online. Let's make some offers. Greenville, South Carolina. I love that, Maria. How you doing? All right. So I'm going to pick one of these cities. Bayshore, New York, Bobby. All right. Who else? If anybody's got an actual deal you want me to look at, put it on there. Now, We'll just give you guys a couple more seconds here to type that in. This calculator I'm going to show you will help you, if the free version will help you figure out two different cash offers. And there's two methods for doing cash offers. I should have prepared, I could have drawn this out on my iPad. But the first method is the standard A, the Mayo formula, right? Take the ARV of the property, the after repair value, times 70%, times 75, maybe times 80%. If you're in California or Nashville or a really hot market, maybe do 80%. 85% max, maybe, maybe, maybe. Minus repairs, minus your wholesale fee, and that's your cash offer. The other simplest way to do it also is to look at the three or four lowest sold comps and average that, maybe make an offer at 80, 90% of that. And so my automated offer calculator software here that I'm going to show you will do that for you and will help you with that for free. All right. So anybody, again, if you're just joining in, I want to make an offer on, a, I'm going to go into a new market. Let's make some uh, offers. Let's analyze some deals and uh, we'll go from there. Since Joe Murphy was first, why don't we just go with Detroit? Cool. Let's go with Detroit. And if you want more information about this calculator and what I'm going to be showing you, go check out partnerwithjoe.net. It's pretty killer. I'm super excited about it. I know you're going to love it. All right. So I'm going to share my screen here. I'm going to, let me pull this out. Let me drag it up here so I can see you better. Not really. I can't really see you. I wish I could. And I'm going to share my screen down here. Share screen. This is very uh, professional here. Boom. Studio quality. 
Let's see if I can actually make this smaller so it looks bigger on your screen. There we go. All right. So this is my automated offer calculator, and this is the pro version. The light version just has the um, cash offer. So you can come up with two different cash offers. The pro version in partner with joe.net gives you a cash offer, lease option offer, and owner financing offer. All right. So we had here the, uh, who was it again? I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. Joe. Joe. How can I have forgotten that name? Said Detroit, Michigan. Said somebody else here. Oh, no. Okay. Hi, Giselle. All right, cool. Let's go look at one of my favorite places to look at is redfin.com. Let's go to Detroit, Michigan. All right, I'm going to remove outline. I'm actually going to zoom out. When I'm looking at Redfin, I'm looking for older listings. I love older listings. Now, the market is hot. You may be wondering like, well, okay, if the market's so hot, why are there any old listings on the MLS? You know, all you need to do is stick a sign in the yard and you can get multiple offers above asking price. Well, here's the cool thing about... Um, this market, even though, excuse me, even though the market is hot, there's still a lot of properties that have been sitting on the market over 30, 60 days. And if it's been on the market over 60 days, then something is wrong with that house, right? And I like problem properties. I like houses with something wrong on it. And it's overpriced. That's why it hasn't sold yet. So what we do here is in Redfin. Now I want to remove, I don't want the really crappy properties. I don't want the really expensive ones either. either. So let's just stay between 100 to 200,000. And if there's if we if there's too many or not enough, we can always adjust it. So let's go to time on Redfin, more than 60 days. Now you could, if you wanted, click fixer uppers only, but sometimes that excludes some of the properties that aren't. So all right, so there we go. We got 1,093 properties priced between 100 to 200,000. Let's do property type house. These are houses only. Oh, look, there's new construction. We got to get rid of new construction, and we do that by saying right down here. Um, and we're just interested in cash offers right now. Year built. Let's make it before the year 2010. So it had to have been built in the last at least 10 or, or years ago or, or more. Usually property that was built after 2010 doesn't need that much work. So here we go. 230 homes priced between 100 and 200,000 that have been on the market over 60 days. Let's just see if we did fixer-uppers, that brings it down to 10. That's kind of why I don't like doing the fixer-uppers because there may be a fixer-upper that's not tagged as a fixer-upper for whatever reason inside of Redfin. 230 homes, right? Now, one of the cool things you can do, and I'm not going to do this right now, but you can take this list and you go down here, you can download that list into a spreadsheet and you can upload that list into PropStream. If you go to propstreamjoe.com and then you can append that data. So you could upload this list of 230 homes and pull out of that all of the ones that are free and clear that have a lot of equity in them. And you can actually then send marketing directly to the homeowner. And we've done that and it works really, really well. Okay. So if this works this well in a hot market, how much better do you think it's going to work when the market flattens? Oh, cool. Maria, gave us an address. Maybe if we have time, we'll look at that here. All right. So these are properties again that have been this, this house right here is a nice looking house. Why isn't this sold yet? Well, it's just overpriced. I'm looking for a property that needs work though. All right. This is a property I might contact the owner or the agent and you know see if they'd be willing to do an owner financing or lease purchase or something. So I'm just looking for properties. And this is something you could have your VAs do every day, right? You could sort this by time on Redfin and just start having them look through all the properties that have been on the market over 60 days. Now, this one, you look at it, the kitchen needs updating. It's obviously outdated. It's got some weird stuff going on there. The flooring needs new floors, needs paint. This is not the typical house that a, that a retail buyer is going to go in and look at. And it's way out here in the sticks. Don't be worried about a property way out in the sticks. But I'm just saying this property hasn't sold yet because it's overpriced and it needs too much work. Yeah, it needs all new flooring. They're going to need to put in this house is 1700. It's going to need, you know, 15 to 20 grand to get it updated. Here's another property. You know, this might be a good rental property. It's only 793 square feet. Here's Applewood. 
Let's look at this one. This one looks nice. Looks like it's been even staged, maybe. No, there's too much stuff on the on the counters there. All right, let me show you a shortcut to find the properties that need work. Sort it by price, okay? Now, there's no interior photos, uh, except two. This one has been on the market for 158 days, so that's almost three months. Is that right? 30, no, no, 106, what's my, uh, better get my calculator out here. 158 divided by 30, 5.3 months. Let's look at this property here. I don't know if this is a good or bad area. Let's just look at the uh, quick map. Let's look at satellite. I like looking at satellite view because then you can look at the, um, see, are there a bunch of empty vacant lots around? And this does not look like an area with a bunch of vacant lots. Let's look at the address in Google Maps. This is interesting. You can see the street view. I think you can, if you tell Google, hey, take my house off of Google Street View, <laughs> they will shade it. That's kind of weird, isn't it? So this looks like a good area. This looks like a good neighborhood. Older homes, people taking care of their properties, need to cut the grass. By the way, if you're driving for dollars, is that a good sign? Yeah, maybe. Here's a good sign for driving for dollar property. Well, what happened? Uh, I just got lost. Anyway, getting distracted. Yeah, look, see this property right here? This is the neighbor's house. If you're driving for dollars, you're contacting that person. In fact, we could, if we had time right now, I could find the address of that property, skip, trace them, and call them. But this picture was, <laughs> never mind. This picture was taken in June, 2019. So two years ago, not too worried about that. All right, anyway. So this is a good neighborhood. I just wanted to kind of see the Google Street View. This is a good neighborhood. For some reason, this house has been on the market priced at hundred grand and hasn't sold yet. There's no interior photos except this kitchen, which is a really small picture. And you can see it's got green tile. And uh, this kitchen, I mean, sorry, did I say kitchen? This bathroom's got green tile. This kitchen kind of looks outdated. I'm just looking at the countertops. The cabinets maybe look dated. So whatever's going on here, this house hasn't sold yet because it's overpriced. This huge four-bedroom colonial three-story family home is a large kitchen, eating da, 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 da. all mechanics are newer. Home has been well-maintained by management company. Ah, management company. So this is a property that is currently a rental. So a landlord wants to sell this. Are they motivated? I don't know. But if we were to call the agent, Nyota Ellis, and maybe we'll call them here in a minute. I would, that's one of the things I would be asking them. You know, I would be telling them, hey, I'm an investor. I'm looking for more property in the area maybe even a rental. Can you tell me a little bit about this house? Maybe it hasn't sold yet because the tenant's in there and the tenant will not let anybody see the house. So there's could be some motivation from the owner of this house, okay? So one of the things I like to do also is let's look the property up in PropStream, propstreamjoe.com. Why do I love PropStream so much? Well, you get just incredible detailed property data on houses and you also get good comps. So we're gonna put this property in there. Again, it's uh, 16631 Lawton Street. Let's pull it up on PropStream. Oh, I like this. Free and clear. Mm -hmm. Oh, but there's a lien on it. What is this? Delinquent tax lien. County tax lien. Does it say how much? There's two liens. Delinquent taxes. Three liens. So those might be from different years. So something's telling me maybe this owner who's owned this house for six years and eight months might be getting motivated. The house has been on the market five months. There's a tenant in there who's probably giving them a hard time, maybe hasn't paid rent in a while. There's some tax liens that were just recorded a couple months ago here. County, city tax lien. You know, if it's a county tax lien, it might not be that much money. But yeah, so they live in Detroit. Oh, look at this. This is, it says owner occupied. Oh, this is getting better and better. I love this. It says owner occupied and the address of the owner is that property, but it's a rental property. So how much marketing, this is not showing up yet as an absentee owner, okay? How much marketing do you think this person has received from other investors? Probably none. 
Because again, it's not an absentee owner. He's not, this list isn't getting skip traced. It's not getting pulled and skip traced and sending marketing and postcards to. Who knows what the situation is? We can sometimes see if they have multiple properties, you can click on linked properties and see all the other different properties they own. There was purchased with cash in 2014. So there's no mortgage recorded on the property. This is free and clear. When I call this agent and talk to them, I might ask them, listen, if I can get them the price that they want, they wouldn't consider maybe seller financing or anything like that, would they? All right. So pretty good. Uh, I'm excited about this property. Let's, we'll call the agent here in a minute, but they're asking a hundred grand. Sometimes you can see a price history in here. Sometimes it's actually shown better on Zillow nearby homes. Now this is, again, you're talking to the seller. You're talking to the agent. You might want to ask them, listen, there's a nearby home for sale for 52 grand and another one for uh, 56,900. Tell me why do you think this $100,000 is a fair price, this property? And I'll show you how to look at some comps also here in just a minute. Okay, we're going to do this. Let's, I want to, I want to show you how to look at some comps on this property here. If we scroll down on this Redfin and normally if the property is not listed, you'll see a link below the map that says map nearby homes for sale. When you don't see that below the map, you need to expand the map and then click right here, map nearby homes for sale. And what that does, which is really cool, it will bring up a new map with that property right in the center of the map. And then you can zoom in and out and get active and sold comps, okay? So this is a property. Let me open it up again right here. View details. Okay. This is a property that's 1476 square feet. And that house is in the middle right there. So I'm going to go here to more filters. I just want to see what are similar homes selling for right now. And uh, let me go to, they just changed this. Let's change it to house size. What did I say it was? 1476. Let's just go 1250 to 1750. There's only four homes here. I'm going to sort this by price, this table. So here's a house currently listed for sale right now for 89.9. You want to be prepared with this. Just simple stuff when you're calling that agent saying, yeah, you know, this house, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it needs some updating, but they're, already, they're only asking 89.9. Tell me why they're asking 100 for this. Are, are they negotiable? Are they willing to drop their price? Here's another one for 90. And this is, you got to think about this too, looking at these actives. If you're going to buy this property, you're going to wholesale it. Let's say you offer them, I see this sometimes too, it's crazy. Uh, an investor will go in and offer 90. The seller accepts it. Now you're going to have to mark it up to 100. If they couldn't sell it before at 100, what, what makes think, you think you're going to be able to sell it for 100? So you're looking at these actives, you got to be thinking, all right, well, what, what's my competition look like? If I'm going to try to sell this for 95, and but there's other homes that are cheaper than that, why would they want to buy my house for more? Now we need to zoom out to get more. There's only four on this map, but it looks like there's a lot more on this table. That's just because we need to zoom out again. And let's even zoom out again some more. All right, so now we have six properties in this area that are currently listed for sale. And if I sort it by price, there's one for 27.9. This one's for 76.9. If we can look at the pictures here, great investment opportunity. So they're obviously asking way too much. Now let's do something else here. Let's go to more filters and let's turn for sale off, sold on. Let's do last six months. And if you want more, you can just go to last year. Sometimes I like looking at the last year because it gives me more low sold comps, okay? If I sort this whole table by price, if I have too many, I can zoom in. I can zoom in if I wanted. All right, look at this. Here's a property that sold for 62. Here's a property that sold for 70. There's not too many. Sometimes they have pictures, sometimes they don't. This one sold for 72.5. This one sold for 75. So what is this telling me right off the bat? If I want to make this deal attractive to an investor in this neighborhood, I'm going to need to sell it for like 75, 80 grand, which means I'm going to need to buy it for 60, 65. I'm just looking at these numbers and the solds. These are similar size properties in that area. Again, if you need to get more comps, you just zoom in and out. You understand what I'm doing here? I'm just do house only. 
I'm looking for, you know, plus or minus a ballpark range for the uh, for the filter for the size, and I'm doing solds in the last year. And now you look at this thing, well, you know, geez, what do we got here? These are the sold comps. When you're talking to the agent or you're talking to the seller, you ask them, I know you want 100 for it, but I see there's a, several properties here that sold for like under 70. I find four properties here that sold in the last year for under 75 grand. If you don't mind me asking, like, what's so special about your house <laughs> that makes it worth 100 grand? Is this helpful for any of you guys? Are you all picking up what I'm laying down? Oh man, we got a lot of people on. Awesome. Okay, so got an idea kind of what solds are. So looking at this, one of my favorite strategies is taking the average, and I'll show you how this calculator does this. I'm taking the average of the four lowest solds and multiplying that by 80%. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm just going to write down these numbers on my iPad here so I can do it later, put it in my calculator. So one of them sold for 62, one of them sold for 70, 72, 500, 75,000. Okay, those are the four low sold comps. We can also do 95, 500, this property right here. All right. So if I were to sum those up and average them, let's just do it right now. So I'm going to take, I'm looking at my calculator. I'm going to take 62,000 plus 70,000 plus 72,500 plus 95,500 equals divided by five. So that's an average of exactly $60,000. I didn't plan. You couldn't have planned that any better. Just looking at my white paper tape here and it looks yeah it looks right okay times um 60,000 times 0.8 that means i need to offer like 48,000 if i'm going to make a cash offer i'm going to offer like 48 to 50 grand then if i turn around if i'm going to offer 50 i'm going to try to sell it for 60 what does my competition look like again go right here to more filters turn for sale on turn solds off click done and I'm just looking to see what my competition is. I'm going to zoom out to get more, zoom out again. Now I've got 20 homes. I sort it by price. And here's my competition, 25, 25, 27, 9. Yeah, I don't know. But I can also see here's some 76. It kind of depends on how much work needs to be done, doesn't it? So I really need to dig into this, figure out, okay, there's some properties here, Mr. Realtor, like this one right here. It's currently listed for 28. Now it might be a full gut rehab. Maybe this one that doesn't need as much work. All right, so... What we're going to do now is let's put some numbers in the offer calculator. And this is my automated offer pro. I'm going to zoom in a little bit so you can see this. And this is where you're going to put in your information. So I'm just going to put in my company name, my phone number, my business address, my website, if you have one. Property info. You click property info. And you're going to put the seller's name in here. I and mean, this seller's name is Charles Small, right? Charles Small. And the property address is Lawton Street, Michigan. Just cut and pasting this stuff in here. Now, the mailing address in county records, remember, is the same as the property address. The mailing address is the same. So that's fine. We're just gonna we're just gonna put this all in here. Detroit, Michigan, 48221. Now let's click next. Now this is where we're gonna determine the ARV of this property. Remember, there's two different methods for calculating the cash offer. And first one is based on the ARV. So one of the things that you can do with this is go in and just look to see. I, what I like to do to determine the ARV is I just take the average of the um, values that I get online. Let's see if sometimes Redfin gives you an estimate there. You can see the Redfin is 98459, 459, 98459. So let's go right here and let's just do Redfin. Okay. Let's look up Zillow and that uh, property. Oops, hold on here. Zillow, let's put that property right there. Zillow's estimate is 98829. Copy that. All right, we can also go to realtor.com. Sometimes they give you the values. Sometimes they don't based on if it's currently listed or not. 
See right here, home value. You open that up. I know it's hard to see. I'm going to zoom in a little bit. Oh, come on. There you go. So they're saying it's worth, see, collateral analytics says 100, core logics is 95, quantarium 98. So let's just do uh, 195, 98. When you move this thing, it moves that. So let's go here to realtor.com. I don't remember what it was. 100,000. Okay, let's add another source. Core logic said 95, 500. By the way, can a VA do this? Yep. Quantarium, whatever, said 98068. 98068. All I'm doing is trying to get the average of those estimated values. And again, let's go to PropStream. PropStream said 93842. That these are the fixed up values. Okay. These are the fixed up values. So there we have the average of 97,449. So now you can enter in the ARV that you want to use. I'm going to do 97,000. Okay, that's the ARV after repair value that I'm going to use on this. Now, when you're making your method one cash offer, it's ARV times 70% minus repairs minus your fee. So let's just do, this is Detroit. You know, let's do 70% of the ARV. Square footage on this property is 1476, right? 1476. When it comes to repairs, what I like to do is a dollar per square foot. Now you can change this, but you know, I'd have no idea what this property needs. Looking at it, you know, it's currently rented, it's occupied. The photos, it shows an outdated bathroom, maybe, and uh, the kitchen needs updating. So, you know, I don't know. Let's do 15 bucks a square foot. It just gets us in the ballpark. Okay. Wholesale fee, I want to make at least 7,500 on this, let's just say. So that's going to give me a cash offer. Boom. Oh, that's ugly, isn't it? 38,260. Now, here's the other method, the average of the lowest sold. So you can type in the address there, or you could do what I just did before. 62,000, 70,000, 75,000. Let's do one more, uh, 95,500. I got those from Redfin, do you remember? Right here. So that gives me the average of 75,625. And what I like to do is I like to take the average of the lowest solds times a certain percentage, and I'll usually do 80%. All right, so here I can select, I have two cash offers. 38,000 and 60,000. This is you're like, oh man, what do I do? It's real simple. Go back here to Redfin and look, what are the, what's your competition like right now? What's your competition? If I look at actives and I zoom out, man, I don't know. I got property here for 22, 25, 25, 27. I'm looking at it from the investor who wants to buy this and I'm going to try to sell it for 60. They're going to look at this thing. And I, you know, why would I want to spend 60 for you on that property when I can buy this one for 50? This is a rough area too. And I, this is a whole nother video. How do you find the buyers that are willing to buy these properties? Well, there's not a lot of them, but there are some. And the other cool thing you got going for you is you could show them, well, listen, this property was listed for hundred. Now I'm selling it for 50. Maybe there's something there, right? Again, we're just looking at our competition. This is a decent house. Now, I don't know if it's on the wrong side of the tracks, if it's on the wrong side of the highway. So I'm looking at my competition. I got a lot of properties under 60 grand here. So looking at my two methods, my two cash offers, 38,000 or 60,000. I'm going to go with the lower one, 38 to 60. Earnest money deposit, you know, I normally do a thousand bucks. If you're tight on cash, do 500, you know. Offer deadline, you know, usually I don't send an offer until the seller has said uh, no. Or like, let me rephrase that. I send an offer to every seller that I talk to. But sometimes I want to talk to them first before I send them an offer. So I'm not going to just send a blind, cold offer without ever talking to them. I want to talk to them first and send them something. So let's say I talk to them today is the 11th and, you know, I, and I'm going to give them a deadline of a couple of days. All right. Then I click next. Now, I'm not going to worry about lease option offers, but one of the cool things that this ca- software does is it helps you calculate two different lease option offers and two different owner financing offers. I'm just going to skip those for now. Click submit. 
And here we've got some cool things. I want to show this to you. I have here the cash offer only. This is, It gives you these Word documents. And I know you're not going to be able to see it. So I'm going to have to share my screen. Actually, let me do this because I want to be able to show this to you. And I might have to show it to you from Google Drive. You can't see this yet. Here we go. Can you see this now? Here we go. It's opening up. Beautiful. All right. This is the letter I'm going to send to the owner. I, I don't know if you could send this to the, uh, the realtor as well too, but typically I send this to the owner. Now it's doing these weird links for some whatever reason, but this is really, it's, it, when you do it into Word, it, it makes it, it's all nice. So this is a cover letter that this software gives you. Hey, this sheet of paper is worth 38260 for the next 30 days. Dear Charles, you know, after taking into consideration our conversation, the information you shared about the property and the current market conditions, we're willing to make the following cash offer for your property. This offer is good from the 30 days. Now, if, you know, you can change that if you want, but this offer is good for the next five days. And again, this is why I, I like to send this to somebody that I've already talked to that has kind of said, no, they're not interested. I'm just sending this because I want to send an offer to every seller I talk to. They've already said no to my offer. I'm going to send them an offer anyway. And the cool thing is this is all in Word, so you can change whatever text. You don't like those two dots, those you know, the period and the decimal, you can remove that. Okay, this gives them my information. And then the second page is my one-page awesome, killer, amazing contract. So my one-page contract is right there. And then the next two pages are some like a credibility kit that kind of explains, here, here are the benefits you'll experience when you sell your property to us. And I borrowed this with permission from Chris Chico. Chris Chico created this. Go check out his YouTube channel. He's amazing. I love what Chris does. He's one of my guys who got me started in this business. And he gave me this thing to let me use this, which I'm super uh, excited about. So this is a table. It says, here are the benefits you'll experience when you sell your property to us. Um, you don't have to worry about these things. With other investors, you're gonna, they're going to give you lots of contingencies. Most of the time, they're a one-man show. They'll want the property vacant. Make sure you read the fine print. They'll only sell it. We'll only buy it if things go okay. Read the fine print, be careful, et cetera, okay? The next page is there's, look, there's two ways to sell your properties. Determine the price of the home, prepare the home, advertise, wait for an offer, advertise, wait for an offer, hold an open house, wait for an offer, show property to buyers, wait for an offer, negotiate a sales price, make the repairs, prepare all the contracts, coordinate and follow up with the title company, or sell your home to us, get a check at closing, okay? The cool thing about this is, guys, you can just create this as a letter and send it to the seller after talking to them, and then send this same offer every 30 days, okay? This is sending an offer to every seller you talk to and following up. So all I'm gonna do is just gonna, let's download this, uh, download as a PDF. And if I open the PDF, you'll see here's the letter, cool? Now, what I like to do is I, I put this, I, I, I will upload this into um, FreedomSoft, and I will just mail it to the seller through email to mail, click to mail. But send this offer to the seller. All right, now let's do one more thing. This property here, let's just go ahead and call the agent real quick and find out what's going on and see if I can even get their phone number. Sometimes on Redfin, it'll give you the number. Sometimes it won't. So also the cool thing about PropStream is sometimes you get the information from the uh, from PropStream on the realtor. There it is. There's a phone number. Let's call them right now. And if the realtor is not available, we'll just role play. 673-2924. Hello. Hi, this is Joe. Is this Nyota? It is. Hey, I hope I got your name right. I apologize if I messed that up. Um, I'm calling about your property on Lawton Street in Detroit. Okay. Is it still available? It is available. I'm, I'm just looking at it here. I'm an investor from out of town and I'm looking to buy some more rentals in the area. It looks like a beautiful house on the outside, but I see it's been on the market for like almost five or six months. Mm -hmm. What's, uh, if you mind if I ask, what's the story on this? 
it's tenant occupied and the seller does not want to sell it to an owner occupant because the tenants have been so great. Uh-huh. So uh, he's not in a hurry to sell. He has several other properties that um, he wants me to list. And he just said, you know, he's basically looking out for the tenants because, you know, they've been so great. Paying their oh, good. Time. Yeah. Um, I keep getting owner occupants and then I keep getting lowballed. And I, he's not, like I said, doesn't have to sell it. So the right person eventually will come along. Yeah. So he's not in a hurry to sell it. No, not at all. If you, if you don't mind me asking, and I, I know if you can't tell me, but why even sell it then? Why not just keep it as a rental if it's such a nice property and the tenant's so good? Um, He's out of state. Uh-huh. He's looking to unload his portfolio. But like I said, he's he knows what he knows the values there in that neighborhood. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's a story. Okay. He's been my for about eight years now. So. Okay. So he is out of town? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so how, how many other properties does he own? I'm just curious. Uh, Total of about in Detroit nine. Okay. Um. Yeah, nine right now. I only have two listed because of COVID. I'm having trouble showing properties. Yeah. Because the tenants know that you know with Michigan and the governor, and they're just like, well, we don't really have to show it to you because mm, we don't have to move out. If, you know, so yeah, it's kind of a chore selling houses these days in Michigan. <laughs> well, it looks like a nice house from the outside. I, I like that. It is. Uh, that... It is a very nice house. The neighborhood. Um, I actually purchased that property for him and um, put those tenants in there a number of years ago. Okay, and so they're they're still renting. They're on time. They they had any problems with paying the rent themselves? No, not at all. Nope. And that's why when people call as owner occupants, I'm just like you no. know well. Know the agents call. I just tell them, look, you know these these tenants. I can't, you know, agree to put in there in a purchase agreement that I have to let these tenants know a notice of eviction because they've been such great tenants throughout this whole th- this whole pandemic. So if anything, um, you know, he does, he is a very compassionate. Well, yeah, if, if they're good tenants, and, and and if if I were to buy the home, why? Why make them leave? You know, if they're paying the rent, then they can stay. What do you right. know? Do you know what it's renting for right now? Um, eight fifty. Okay. Do you feel like that's a good rent for the neighborhood for that for that house? That house could go for a thousand if 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 the new owner came and did some lipstick on it. You know, um, put new carpet in, put paint. You know, did more paint. Did a you know uh, new vanity in the kitchen? I mean, in the bathrooms. If the new owner spent under five grand, I jacked the rent up to eleven hundred. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the neighborhood. It looks like a nice neighborhood. Is it a good area? Absolutely. It's one of the most sought after neighborhoods in the city. Yeah. Um, Fourteen to one is a very good neighborhood. The the, the values there. Um, my mom lives over there. I don't live in the city, but my mom does. Yeah. So that's. You know, I grew up over there, uh-huh. but yeah, definitely, it, it's worth the value. Um, and like I said, I, I've been lowballed several times. I get at least three phone calls a day about that property. Oh, well, what, when you say lowball, I don't want to offend you. What What did you tell me? What What is some of the lowball offers you've got? One is listed at a hundred. I've got seventy, sixty, eighty. Um. I've gotten 80 cash and he said no. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, he's, he's firm on the 100 or that thereof. Okay. Only because, like I said, he knows the values there. Well, yeah, I, I spent a little bit of time looking at the values. It's just that comps, actives, and solds. And you know this area better than I do. It, it, it mm-hmm. does, seem, does seem like he's trying to pu- he's pushing it a little bit. Do, do you think? Or am I way I off? I think so. If you go 
the only the issue with 4221 is you have the golf club subdivision of those streets so McNichols is six miles that's what we call six miles so you have McNichols and then you have seven miles so between McNichols and seven mile is the golf club subdivision where you have the million dollar home this particular area you know they're ranging 100 to 130 I've sold about five houses in the $90,000 range uh-huh. in that area um, within the last three years. Yeah. Um, so I, I know pricing in that area. Um, and then this particular property, like I said, I've seen investors come in on the, the, the exact block across the street and gut homes and then relist them, you know, top dollar. Yeah. So it, it sounds to me like the, the seller wants to, he's not super motivated. He's not in a hurry to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not not going to budge on his price, it sounds like. Um, if he doesn't sell it, is he just going to keep it as, as as a rental or is he going to maybe lower his price eventually? Um, if I lowered the price, it would maybe be five or $6,000. Okay. Um, if he were to say yes, I could talk him into you know, 10,000 less than asking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like I said, he knows the value because he's, we've sold, he's been my client for eight years. Mm-hmm. So we've sold, you know, bought and sold many properties in that area. Yeah. Um, himself. And then his, he has a group that, of investors that, um, he, he's also put uh, me on to in the Boston area. So okay. I work for them as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um, so he's kind of on the fence. As far, he told me to take the house off the market. I just said leave there for a minute, um, just to generate some more interest. I mean, I do you know people are calling like, well, why has it been sitting so long? But that's yeah, why, you yeah, know, yeah. if you can't, if you, you know, I got a phone call maybe less than an hour ago and a lady said her client was looking for an occupant and I can't agree to that right now. Maybe yeah. he will change his mind. But the value to me is there for an investor more so than it is an owner occupant. Sounds to me like, well, I know he's got a tenant in there, but he should probably just fix it up a little bit, put some paint and carpet in it and sell it to a retail buyer. You could probably get more for it, don't you think? Um, I don't think he's gonna get any more than what he's getting. Okay. I don't think I don't think he's gonna get any more than what he's asking. Okay. But then you also have to think about the city of Detroit. If you don't have a property occupied, it's still Detroit. I love the city I was born and raised in. However, if he was to say, okay, the tenant, we're ending your lease, and then we're going to go in and rehab the property and sell it, yeah. now it's vacant. Mm-hmm. And now you've opened up a whole new can of worms with okay. mechanicals being missing. Um, so it's, it's, it's not the typical market in Detroit because you have the variables that you don't have in other cities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get I've it. had water heaters throw legs in my own real property. <laughs> That, you know, wow, I was in yeah. Florida and I come back and two water heaters are missing. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, l- let me just ask you one more question here. And by the way, um, I don't have a realtor representing me. So if you okay. ever brought me a deal or if this worked out, you could represent me and, and write up the offer and get both sides Great. of commission. Uh, but let me just ask you one other question. You know, if I could get the seller something closer to that price, he wouldn't consider something like seller financing or something like that, would he? Depending on how long, because I've I've done land contracts for him where Uh um, we purchased properties for what eighty grand, and you know he's put twenty grand down and paid for it for a whole year. I don't suggest um, anyone purchasing 
a property on a land contract more than 18 months because there's so much that can happen in 18 months. And I just, for my clients mm -hmm. um, with land contracts and in the city, anywhere, I just, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable doing more than 18 months. Okay. That's interesting. I, I typically like to do longer term owner financing. So instead of, you know, if an owner is tired of being a landlord, they can just be the bank uh -huh. instead. Right. Right. And right. so I can get them whatever price they want if they can give me the terms that I want. And sometimes the way I like to structure it is maybe a balloon in 10 years or something, but I'll give them their full price if they give me either, you know, principal only payments or, or really low interest. And then I will just, I'll pay them whatever, whatever I can make the numbers work, but where at least I can get some good, decent cash flow. but they don't have to worry about anything. I'll pay the taxes, the insurance, take care of all the maintenance and they can just be the bank. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think, I don't think, I don't think he'll own any properties in 10 years. I don't think he okay. wants to be tied to a contract for that long because like I said, um, December, it was different as far as list them all. And I told him, I said, let me list these two and just show you what the market is right now. And because of this moratorium on evictions, a lot of landlords in the city are just terrified at, yeah. You know, yeah. the tenants that I have and, and spooking them, basically, um, I had the, that lives there, I had her realtor call me and I said, well, how does she know it was listed? Because I don't put signs out. And she says, um, you know, you tell, you ask people in the listing, please don't disturb the tenant. However, they disturb the tenant. So now she knows oh, boy. she doesn't have the money or she doesn't have the, she has the money. She doesn't have the credit. Uh -huh. Right now, so um, you know she's working on her credit to get get the deal done. She was offered that property significantly lower a number of years ago, and she didn't have the money. I see. So, um, but yeah, that's where we're at with that. All right. Well, Nyota, I, I sure appreciate your time. Absolutely. I, I, I this is my phone number, and um, okay. if you talk to him, and he's open to the owner or the I don't know if it's a guy, but whoever. It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, if he's open to um doing something like a longer term seller financing. Um, I might be interested in it. And even though I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, I have some friends in, in, in the Detroit area that, you know, we okay. use, we do deals together. You know, let, let me know. Okay, definitely. What was your name again? Joe, Joe McCall. Okay. Spell your last name for me, Joe. M-C-C-A-L-L. -L. Okay. I will definitely find out from him and either way I'll reach back out to you. All right. Thank you, Nyota. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Cool. All right. How was that? I, I don't think I did that bad. <laughs> I'm curious to know what you guys thought. Could I have done something better? Let me know in your comments. I'm looking. Oh, there's Graylin. Who's right here? Graylin, my man. Uh, Graylin, you were that guy I was just talking about. <laughs> I have a friend in uh, the Detroit area. So guys, what'd you think of that? What would you have said different? How would you have done it differently? You know, I'm looking at it thinking, man, obviously he's asking way too much for it, right? He is, um, he's overly optimistic. He you know, it's a hot market right now. Right. And, and boy, he's got a tenant in there. It's getting, you can't see the house. It needs probably a lot of work. He's rejected offers at 80 grand and I'm going to be offering 30 or 40. I'm not even going to go down there. Right. But you notice how I told the realtor, listen, you can represent me and, um, you know, I, you can get, let you get both sides of the commission. Maybe I should have started that earlier in the conversation because you see how she lit up with that. So that's a good thing. Right. And I just threw out the possibility, maybe I can get him that price if they would consider seller financing. Now, how would I structure that financing? I just keep it super simple. You know, if it's renting for $850 a month, I usually, what I'll do is I take half of that. So I'll offer, I'll give them $100,000 for the house with $425 a month principal only payments. 
And that's where I would start with that. Super simple. Um, I wouldn't start with anything down, but then if they ask for, well, what about the down payment? I say, well, you know, I can get you the down payment. Maybe how much do you need? They say, well, how much do you have? I say, well, normally um, it just depends. It's price or terms. What's more important to you? It sounds to me like the, the price is more important to you. So I can get you your price if you can get me your terms or my terms. And if terms are more important to you, like down payment and interest payments or interest or uh, the balloon, then I can give you your terms, but you need to give me my price. And so then it becomes negotiating. I can get you your price, get me my terms. Does that make sense? So if if I offered a hundred grand, $425 a month, zero down, um, we'll just start from there. See what he says. He might say, no, I want um, at least 10 grand down or 10% down. Say, all right, well, I'll get you 10 grand down. How about we do this? I'll pay you a hundred grand, but maybe instead of 425 a month, I'll pay you 325 a month, principal only payments. Or, you know, before he's like, if I figure that structure it out, let's just get a calculator here. You understand what I'm saying here? A hundred grand divided by 425. So I'll pay it off in 235 months divided by 12. That's 19.6 years. So he may be like, I don't want to wait 19 years. I can say, well, maybe we can do a balloon in 10 years. Okay. So instead of hundred, I'll pay, I'll offer you 90 for it with 425 a month with a balloon in 10 years. So when you're doing owner finance and creative offers like that, you have a lot more things that you can um, negotiate. Cool. And Philip Johnson is asking a great question. How do we get that software? You must have joined late. If you go right now, you can get it. Partnerwithjoe.net. Partnerwithjoe.net. That's going to give you the free version of my offer calculator. You can get it for free but it's just as the cash offers. If you want the premium version that helps you come up with a lease option offer and an owner financing offer, you can get it for just seven bucks if you go to partnerwithjoe.net. So when you go to partnerwithjoe.net, you'll be taken to a page where you can get the free version of the software that helps you just come up with the cash, okay? Then if you wanna join me in learning how you can partner with me on deals like that, then join partnerwithjoe.net. It's just seven bucks a month and it's a 30-day program that shows you the fastest and easiest way to get to your first deal I also lend money on deals um, and we partner with people on deals. Check it out, partnerwithjoe.net. Cool. All right, let me look at the comments here just to make sure before we wrap it up, anything else that um, you want to talk about or ask me? I felt like that call went pretty well. I was super nervous. (laughs) I'm sure you couldn't tell because I'm so cool and suave. Thank you, Roderick. Appreciate that. Salado has a good comment here. Maybe get her to do a verbal instead of spec. I'm not sure I understand that. Sorry. Okay, Paul is saying pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was strange that he is not interested in holding the property long-term for 10 years, but it not in a rush to sell. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? So, you know, sometimes realtors, they, they, have, they can't just go out and tell you, yeah, my seller, my client is super motivated and they've got to sell now because they've got something going on. Like they can't tell that to me, but I'm just trying to get a gauge for motivation. Like how negotiable is he on the price? You know, is he wanting to sell now or later? What's more important to him, selling it fast or getting the top dollar? Um, but what's interesting is he owned his other properties. This realtor works with other properties in that area. So I just, I, you know, I'm going to get my foot in the door and just follow up. Yeah. Graylin says, you did great, Joe. Thank you, Graylin. <laughs> Wrong city. LOL. I can say that because I live in Detroit all my youth. Too many complications with the city municipalities. Yeah. And as you know, we're in a politically charged, cl- crazy climate right now, aren't we? Where there's moratorium on evictions. And especially sometimes these properties in the city, they tend to have really, really anti-landlord laws. Um, they make it very difficult for investors to come in and rehab and fix properties up. 
Yeah, and uh, luxury oh, card store here brings up a good point. If the water heaters go missing, then it's not really that good of a neighborhood. I agree with that, but but luxury, I'm not I'm not being I'm not the one going in there and fixing up that house, right? I'm going to find somebody else who's already buying properties in that neighborhood. I'm going to find other investors, other realtors that are helping investors in that area, other landlords. And I'm going to go to them. If I were to get this under contract, I would go to them and say, hey, I got a deal here. I think you might like. You own this property down the street. Would you like another one? And so it's, it may not be an area I'm comfortable with. It may not be an area that Grayland is comfortable with. That's fine. But there is there are investors who are comfortable with properties in that neighborhood. And so there is a price that any property would sell for. We just got to find out what that is. Thank you, Siobhan. Yes, Grayland, he is not motivated at all. Thank you, Marla. Appreciate that. Bill, thank you. Thank you, Marla. Oh, this is interesting. Grayland is saying you could sell it to the tenant, qualify the tenant for financing, for mortgage. Yeah, that's one of the things I could have suggested to the realtor. Why don't you just help that tenant who's in the property get financing to buy it for a hundred grand? They probably don't want to move. They probably like the house. Yeah. And, and right, you know, if the property was worth a hundred, it would have sold and be gone by now. So the seller needs, they know that. And sometimes the sellers, they just need time to cook. You know what I mean by that? Grayland also has a great comment here. The cash flow is good as long as you can keep the properties intact and they have a good tenant. Rich, the video shows how hard it is to lowball. Joe, you came up with 30K and this seller won't go under 100. Well, Rich, that's why I offered seller financing, right? That's why I offered the seller the price that they were looking for if they would do owner financing. And you notice the realtor's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, hmm. You know, they're kind of like, yeah, maybe. But I don't understand why she said I wouldn't do it for longer than 18 months. It doesn't make sense to me. But uh, maybe have her call the owner and do a verbal offer on your creative offer instead of her answering for him. That was awesome. I agree. Yeah, Will says here, greed is is rather high because of the market conditions. And that's why, again, you need just need to give the seller some time to cook. And they just may need some time to realize, yeah, you know what? This isn't going to, this is, I'm not going to be able to sell this now for what I thought I could. So especially in a hot market like this, it's been on the market now for five months. You know, he's probably going to take it off the market, but he's going to sell it eventually. He's going to want to sell it eventually. And here's the other thing. Let me say this. And I think we'll wrap it up. Don't expect to get these deals on the first call. Okay. Don't expect to wrap up a contract and get an offer accepted on the first call. My goal with this is just to establish a relationship with Nyota, the realtor, become her friend, let her know, listen, I'll buy any property that you have a hard time selling. And I can buy it multiple different ways. I can buy it with owner financing, a lease purchase, or with cash. And if you ever find another property in the future, think of me, call me, right? So that's the main one of the main reasons why you need to pick up the phone and call these sellers and these realtors just become their friends, right? Now she's got my number. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it, but I would probably just email her, send her a text and say, hey, listen, it was great talking to you, Nyota. If anything else opens up, uh, please let me know. And then I would be following up with her every couple, three weeks. Hey, I'm looking for deals. Do you have anything, right? You start doing this every day. You start calling five people a day. This is where the money is, guys. And I talk about this in partnerwithjoe.net. This is where the money is. Talk to five sellers or five realtors a day and just ask them, hey, I'm tell them I'm looking for deals. Do you have anything? Okay. Um, and then follow up with them. Follow up with them. Rich is asking Joe, most people ask, why would anyone do seller financing, even in the ghetto like Detroit? Uh, why do seller financing? This may not be a deal that I want to stay in the middle of, and I get it, Rich, but there are people who would want to buy that property from me. If I, if I got that property under seller financing, 
at $425 a month principal only payments, I guarantee you with about 20 phone calls, 10 phone calls, I could find another buyer that would want that property there. First thing I would do is I would call all the landlords who are currently advertising rentals in Zillow in that neighborhood. And I can, I know you can't see it now, but if I were to go, in fact, let me just show you my screen one more time and then we'll wrap this up. Um, Screen share. Good. You see my screen here? I'm in Zillow. Uh, Let's go back here. Oh yeah, this property, I'm just going to X out. There we go. And that property is right in the center of this map. I'm going to click on for rent, click on, I just, well, we'll do pondos, not, not apartments. All right. I'm going to zoom out. Let me remove boundary. Zoom out again. All right, here we go. Here are 43 properties currently listed for rent. Some of them are apartments, smaller multifamilies. I'm going to call every one of these landlords. And then I'm also going to pull up a list of all of the uh, absentee owners who own properties in that area. What would I do? Let me show you that. So here on this property, 48221, I'm going to zoom out a little bit. I'm going to click on this draw icon. I'm just going to draw this area here. Okay. And I'm going to click search. All right. There's 816 properties. Well, let me look at my criteria here. I'm going to do owner occupied. No. And um, so boom. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I have 283 absentee owner properties in that area, which is seven or eight blocks by two blocks. Okay. I'm going to pull a list of all the absentee owners. In fact, I might even go here and I might say owner info. You know, they've owned it for, they've owned that property for under two years. I don't know. There you go. There's 60, 60 recent transactions in the last year from an absentee owner. And I'm going to send them a letter. And this letter I like to send says, Hey, help. I'm desperate. I need to sell my property at 16631 Lawton Street. I've had it listed for some time now. I'm desperate. I can't wait any longer. I need to get this thing sold today. Take a drive by, call me, make me a cash offer. The title is clear. The taxes are paid and I need this thing sold today. Do a handwritten yellow letter to all these investors who own properties in this area and you will get calls. These are landlords who already have properties there. You'll you'll get calls on that, okay? The other thing I would do Let's look here. I'm going to zoom out a little bit. I'm going to look at solds on Zillow. Let's just do houses. Solds in the last six months. And look at this. If I click this one, somebody bought this house for 16 grand two weeks ago. Scroll down. Listed by Karen Munsinger, IPS Realty. And sometimes you'll see bought by. You'll see the buyer's agent in here as well. If you have access to the MLS, you can look that up. But here we go. I know the listing agent. So why don't I call Karen and say, hey, I know you just sold a property on Potoski. I have another property available in the area I'm wanting to sell. Do you think you might uh, be interested in selling this for me? I'll pay you a commission. Let's look at this property here. Somebody bought this thing for 20 grand and you all are complaining that that's a hood. Who would want to own any properties there? Somebody is Asante Ramsey from Front Front Page Properties. As soon as I got a property under contract, I'm going to call all these listing agents and the buying agents. I'm going to call them and ask them, hey, was your client looking for any more deals? I got a deal here and I'll pay you a really nice commission on it if you can help me sell it. Okay. And even if it was owner financing, I probably wouldn't stay in the middle of that deal unless I had somebody that I could partner with who was already doing deals in that neighborhood. Right. I'm just looking here if I can see any that are Yeah. So there's only showing you the listed by some markets will show you listed by and bought by agent, but inside the MLS, you can, um, you can see who the buyer's agent was typically on these. Okay. 
Somebody's buying these homes. Look at all these properties that have sold in the last six months. Yeah, you may not want to live there. You may not want to own rental property there, but somebody does. Okay, let's go back to the comments here. Again, if you want more information on how to do all this, go to partnerwithjoe.net. And then we're going to wrap this up here. Let's wrap this up here. Let's look at the final comments. Rich, this is a great question. Fair question. Joe, you can't make this deal work. The buyers are buying for 20K and you're buying for 100 in the ghetto. What's going on? Rich, here, it's, it's all about cash flow, okay? If I can get a property on terms, even at a higher price, like 100, and by the way, there are properties that have sold for higher. Let's just, we're looking here on Zillow. You don't even see it anymore. If I sort it from priced high to low, there's properties here that sold for 900, 460, 460, 399, 347, 325, 310, 300, 270, 256, 240. Like there are properties here. You, you don't believe me, do you? Let me show you my screen. Look, I'm in this neighborhood. There's properties that sold for 233. Look at this house. Looks exactly the same, except there's no tree in it. Sold for 239, 200. Yeah, this is a ghetto. All right. Now, I don't know this neighborhood as well as you guys do, right? But here, Graylin, who's from Detroit, says this. There is no such thing as an overpriced property if you can get an owner financing with cash flow. Bam. That's what I'm talking about, right? So yes, Siobhan, I would assign my seller finance contract. Yes, you got it, right? So when you can offer, when you have more than just a cash offer to offer sellers, you can get more of your offers accepted and it makes it easier to sell the deal. It makes it easier to sell. So I can look, these are solds, these aren't actives. Now, I don't know, let me zoom in even more because okay, Joe, you're looking at too big of an area. Remember that house is right in the center there. This one sold for 265. Now these are bigger. So again, I can hear all these these objections. Let's go and let's... uh, Let's do square feet, I don't know, 2,500. So anything under 2,500 square feet. Because I think our property was, yeah, 1,476. All right, so let's do under 2,000 square feet. Here, this property sold for 215, 200, 180. So come on, this house on terms? Oh, my banner's kind of in the way. Hold on here. You guys can still see this even with my banner there, right? Let me remove it. All right, so um, yeah, 180, 120. These are solds. Let's look at actives. This one's selling for 154. Zoom out. 154 is a high one. Zoom out again. There you go. 247, 222. All I'm saying is, if you can get a property on terms, you can sell it, right? The price almost doesn't matter. If I can get it on principal-only payments, zero down, a balloon, a long balloon, a lot, a lot of time, I could sell that deal for $5,000, $10,000 assignment fee all day long. And thank you, Graylin. <laughs> I need all the help I can get here. 48221 is one of the most desirable zip codes in Detroit. So I'm not surprised of the mix of lower price properties in, and higher price properties. Come on, Rich. Rich, are you in Detroit? Rich is giving me heat. <laughs> I love you, Rich. I know you're giving me a hard time and I appreciate this. Like I want the, uh, the criticisms. I want, the, I want you guys to blow uh, holes into this because maybe I'm smoking crack and I have not had enough water today. I don't smoke crack. And that's not a funny joke to make when you're when you're talking about properties in the hood. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but here's my point. I wanted to show you those solds. That is the same neighborhood. How can you say it's not the same neighborhood? I'm going to zoom in. Look at this. Two, is this one sold for 215. That's two, three blocks away. This one sold for 200. That's like the next block over. All right. <laughs> Rich is he's saying, good job, Joe. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey. This has been way cool. This is super cool. It's taken me way longer than I had anticipated this would take. I hope you got some value out of this. And uh, again, if you want to partner with me on deals, if you want my free offer calculator, if you want to use, um, if you want me to lend you money on some of your deals, go to partnerwithjoe.net, partnerwithjoe.net. 
Check it all out right there. Appreciate you guys. See you later, alligator. Take care, comb your hair. I gotta make like a I gotta make like Michael Jackson and beat it. I gotta sorry. I gotta get out of here. We'll see you guys, everybody.